0: hello everyone and welcome to the be light shine bright podcast my name is pakala kiara and i'll be your host here we discuss life and how the different facets of it can influence our mental health we will talk about therapy interventions mental health and life experiences remember if you like it feel free to give us a share and invite your friends and loved ones to listen. Hi everyone, this week's podcast is the second volume of our conversations about ASD, and I have Johnny here with me again. If you haven't listened to the first volume of our conversations about ASD, you can go back and have a look. They start at episode 15. Uh, last week, I split the conversation for ease of listening. Um, it went on for a little bit too long, uh, so I just split it so you can listen to it in easy 20-slash-30-minute segments. But this is conversation number two. And, um, yeah, I have Johnny here with me again. Hi, Johnny. Hello. And for this volume, I wanted to talk about, like, um Communication and socialising with ASD and what things impact that for us or how it looks like for us or how it feels like for us, Uh, even if it doesn't come across that way to other people, uh, just what might be going on for someone who has ASD and not just for how it feels for Johnny and I, but maybe for other people with ASD. Um, It's also Christmas, coming up to Christmas, it's holidays, I have all four of my boys, so if you hear some weird noises in the background or the TV in the <laughs> background, um, I'm trying to hide in my room but the noise might spill over. So we'll see how we go. So socialising. For many people with ASD, this is probably the thing where, I guess you could say we might stand out more to other people. People might think.
1: Yeah, probably a bit daunting as well.
0: Yeah, it's a bit stressful for some or most people on the spectrum. Uh, I think it's where it stands out that we're a little bit different too. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll use the word unique, (laughs) but other people might use the word weird.
1: Um, (laughs) Definitely the most um, word I've gotten to describe me is weird. Mm. which I never, which is another social thing. I never took it as something bad always. was like, thank you.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And and that's
1: like a social confusion. (laughs) Yeah. People
0: don't usually like being referred to as weird, um, but for us it's probably just something that almost we're proud of because I like being memorable and unique and we have, strange names as well so I think we're kind of conditioned to that in our family and our mum's a bit eccentric mm. as yeah. well so we're kind of used to it's that it's
1: always a compliment yeah
0: but I notice a lot of other people with ASD get a bit self-conscious about being referred to as weird uh, mm. and it can hurt their feelings as well so that's something to keep in mind um, just because someone's different doesn't mean you have to call them weird there are many different words that you can say instead, like unique, uh, special, uh, and in a nice way, not special in a derogatory way. Um, <laughs> I yeah, say,
1: like, oh my gosh, you're so funny.
0: Yeah, you different make me
1: smile. Yeah. yeah, it can use compliments. And I have a
0: whole other podcast on compliments and kindness. Um, but it can think of different ways to give people compliments. It doesn't have to always be based around someone's physical appearance. Can be about someone's qualities mm. and about the different things that they bring to you as well. Something to keep yeah. in mind. But uh, yeah, so a lot of people perhaps find people on the spectrum to be a little bit awkward. There's a number yeah. of reasons for this, especially when it comes to communication. And one of those is like special interests. A lot of us are very focused. On something that we really enjoy and <laughs> it's, it's like something we really like to talk about and we might interrupt people or if someone has the same interest we might get really excited um and it's good if that person's just as passionate as you but sometimes they might think that you never let them talk or um you're talking Anything over them
1: rude. yeah
0: uh, or you're trying to make it about yourself, but some most of the time we're not really. We're just like that excited that somebody else likes it as much as we like something. Um, Johnny and I talked about our special interests a little bit last week, but for us, we both have the special interest of people and people watching and observing and figuring people out. And yeah. Um, yeah. as Johnny,
1: yeah.
0: yeah, as Johnny said last week, that's also ties into like us trying to understand and trying to be normal or fit in or just figure out, put people together. But also I find it really interesting why people are different as well. Me too. It's so intriguing. And I love people's stories and that's another reason why I became a counsellor. I love to listen to people's stories and help them make sense of it or reauthor it Mm. or that kind of thing. Um, Other special interests we have... Like, for me, I like to create things. I know Johnny does too, but for me, it's like crochet. I like to sing. I think singing and music ties in with my stims. It helps me to calm down if I'm creating a sound in my chest. Yeah.
1: Reading. Um, You love reading.
0: I love reading. I get obsessed with, like, specific shows (laughs) or books. Um, I like the fantasy genre with reading, um, with... (laughs) This is really, like, lame, kind of embarrassing. It's like a guilty pleasure type thing. I am obsessed with reality TV.
1: Oh, yeah, um, the trashy
0: TV. Like Real Housewives. The, oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so funny that you love that.
0: <laughs> I have watched every single franchise of the Real Housewives except for, like, obscure ones. But, um, yeah, um, I have, like, th- an app just completely devoted to reality tv and it's it's mostly real housewives i have gotten into below deck which is about like uh, the people that work on super yachts um oh, that's but so like funny. i haven't watched kardashians but I, I probably would get into it i just it doesn't appeal to me at the moment but i never thought real housewives would either so see so how we go but they're, they're like obscure so i don't think people would look at me and think i was into that but there we go. Oh, no, I, I didn't it. even think that, and I'm your sister. I've admitted that now, so it's out there. But for Johnny. Confessions. I know she, confession time. I know Johnny <laughs> likes um, art and creating art, um, food and cooking. I like that too.
1: Um, yep, definitely. Are there any other special interests that you have? No, I'm but, trying to think now. I don't, my main one, because for the longest time, I one of my reasons of not being like telling myself I wasn't autistic because you go through that you're like no I'm not was that I didn't have a special interest and I'm like well I can't be because every autistic person has a special interest and I don't have one so I mustn't be but then yeah one day Chris said which is my partner and he said I think your special interest is people and I'm like oh my god I'm obsessed with people (laughs) and that's when I realized so yeah yeah, ticked another box i think you have like a
0: i don't know if it's an obsession or a special interest but you like aesthetic things too like making things look nice and pretty and
1: yeah photos of that
0: like design and styling things like tying things together and making it look pretty um and i think it's a problem with a lot of girls because a lot of girls don't have really obvious ones like boys do uh our little brother for example yeah And I hope he doesn't just think that we just talk about him a lot during these podcasts. It's just because he's a really good example. Yeah, he's um, such a good example. For us of a boy on the spectrum. Um, But he's – and even my son, Dexter, like our brother Lani, his special interest was trains for the longest time. Like he loved trains, all different kinds of toy trains. Um, My son, Dexter, oh, my God, it's Star Wars. (laughs) so it's like really yeah, obvious
1: definitely Star Wars.
0: when they have a special interest he also had a doctor who face but everything had to be the same color as the TARDIS if you if you're a Whovian out there and you know what I'm talking about everything was TARDIS blue <laughs> like, even his easter parade hat yeah it was so um yeah I think <laughs> sometimes that's why girls don't understand their special interest it could be makeup for a girl it could be clothing it could be styling it could yeah. be Um, like I think for us when we become moms, it's our children, and like finding out all the best things we can do for our kids, like recipes, breastfeeding, that kind of thing. Um, so it can be like kind of obscure. So don't discount things if you don't have a special interest. I think it's good to have a special interest anyway, even if neurotypical people have a special interest or a passion. I don't think it's bad or strange in any way this is a short interruption to let you know that if you or a loved one is experiencing difficulty or is in need of more support you can find me at maramacounseling.com be sure to check out the audio resources page also where you'll have access to a number of free resources that will help you to feel relaxed be sure to take advantage of my 20-minute free initial session. I am also on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Can't wait to work with you. Um, another no. thing that ties into special interest is the concept of autistic inertia. So that is terminology that um, describes the feeling of, um, that autistic people sometimes get with having trouble starting and that will tie into something else we'll talk about in volume uh, three um, with executive dysfunction and PDA. But that's trouble starting. But we also have trouble stopping, like, once we're on a roll. So it's too much inertia then. We can't yes. slow down or stop. So when you're in a special interest um, spiel, it can be hard yeah, for us to wind down
1: stop. Yeah, even anything like, for example, um, yard work. Like, I can't stop until it's done I well, yeah until it's done even if I'm like exhausted and so sore I won't notice that I'm sore and I will just push myself too far yeah that the gym if I go to the gym too I won't realize yeah i have too to, far too I have far. to set myself rules after a the t- gym yeah or a time because I'm just like oh, yeah too heavy or too long <laughs> yeah so for
0: me at the gym it's like an hour That's like –
1: because if
0: I do more than that, I usually overdo it. And then I have to be really strict with the number of sets I do and the circuit that I've set myself. Yeah,
1: like set – I count the numbers. Yeah, like one of the things in like gym talk is that till failure. And every time I see it, I just think that is such a bad thing for us. (laughs) I think that in my head. I'm like, if I go to failure, like when do I stop? (laughs) Yeah, because we don't notice our body sometimes. Yeah, like with failing,
0: with the interception as well. So that's why it's good to set limits or goals or challenges and work yourself mm. up. So don't just start like when I I went back. I haven't been for a little while because of Jackson, all his appointments and the stress. Um, I, when yeah. I first started going back, I tried to do the, <laughs> I tried to do a uh, pull up on the assisted chin up machine. And I put it on the the weight, oh, yeah. the resistance that I used to do it on, which is only eleven kilos. Oh should. yeah, and I like nearly <laughs> died. <laughs> like I was like, "What the hell is happening? I can't. I'm weak. I can't do anything." I, I have to. I'm oh, like no, on i I'm on sixty-one now, um, instead of eleven. So that's how much like conditioning I would lost. But I just I thought in my head I could do one I haven't done for two years. So that's a bit silly.
1: Um, yeah. so yeah, that's, that's another thing with uh, ties in, um, Yeah. So that's actually so challenging because like you said, we have trouble starting and it's not like you can just say trouble starting, but when we say that it is like an insane amount of anxiety and stress and pressure that we put on ourselves just to start. It could be a big task. It could be a little task. Yeah. It becomes very
0: debilitating. Or if we're starting, you kind of like start starting heaps of things at once. And yeah, then, uh, to try to distract
1: yourself. You can't
0: really stop or start all of it and you get really overwhelmed and you overwhelmed, get yeah. really upset. But we'll talk more about that in Episode 3 because um, yeah. that, that's a big topic. But, it yeah, is. that's, that's um, one of the things that can tie into special interests or um, communication difficulty. Oh, yeah. A lot of people have anxiety, um, like ASD. People have anxiety about starting conversations with people uh, yeah. or making an appropriate amount of eye contact sometimes we start thinking about how much eye contact we're making or it becomes yeah. uncomfortable i feel more paranoid. comfortable yeah i feel more comfortable making contact with people that i love like eye contact um or even people yeah. touching me um I feel comfortable with people that I love. but if it's someone I haven't met, I sometimes I have to, I'm have. forcing myself to look at them in the face or the eye. It's like not, it yeah, doesn't come and that then way.
1: you like overthink it and then, then, yeah, you can feel yourself getting stressed out in the conversation and it's starting to show and then that just comes out later or whilst you're in the conversation and then you just. Yes. Or oh, figuring out the emotions all at once.
0: Yeah, figuring out when to take turns and, like, sometimes when we're excited, it's hard to know when to give the other person a turn or if someone's really good at listening, you just kind of keep talking. It's like you going. Yeah. Like, even last week, listening back to the, the conversation I had with you, I, I realized I'd, like, talked over you a little bit or um, interrupted oh, we, you in excitement. Yeah. Um, and then I something I have to watch myself with, or if it's someone I'm new that I'm talking to, I kind of just let them talk for way too long, and then I don't say anything.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or sometimes you think you're saying something, but you're like blank faced, like you mm. think you're showing expression or answered, but you're not, and they're just sort of staring at you, and then you're like, oh, "What have I done?" <laughs> and and like, then you try yeah. to figure out what you've done.
0: Yeah, and then you try and backtrack, and then you lose track of the current conversation, and you're like, oh,
1: yeah.
0: I'm sorry, what did then you say? And you just say? want to run away. And another thing that affects us with that is like, um, we're not very good with social cues. Like, a lot of ASD people aren't very good with social cues. Yes. Sometimes you, you are don't because know you're. Until st- it's too late. Yeah, you're, sometimes you're good with it because your special interest is people, but um, sometimes you're still not good with it. Like, uh, people often mm-hmm. tell me I have a really like mean face before they've ever spoken to me yeah. like if they just see me like out and about during my day thinking not talking to people they say oh my god I thought you were such a you know a b a b word um I thought you were an angry person or that you didn't like me or you're a snob or yeah, you're stuck up I'm not approachable I'm like what I didn't realize my face yeah, like just saying. no expression or cranky expression or I didn't look approachable yeah. because sometimes I, I do look approachable. And I, and I th- have way too many people talking to me. <laughs> it's like, why is people, why are people talking to me? Why are they? People-
1: well, that was just about to say, I'm like the opposite. I'm always smiling and like, look like I want you to come over to me, but I don't. So I used to get like, especially when I was younger, it took me the longest time to get the balance because I must have looked so happy and approachable but I actually didn't want anyone near me, or talking to me, or looking at me. So then, you'd get it more, and I'm, I had to learn how to cope with that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like uh, notice what my face was doing. Yes.
0: So <laughs> a lot of um, ASC people have trouble with expression um, and conveying what they're actually feeling inside. And sometimes this is on purpose, yep. or sometimes this is not on purpose. There's another thing called masking and um that's when we it's almost like you're playing a character that that fits fits in better with everybody else because if you do what you actually wanted to do everyone would not like you or wouldn't be a friend or tell you to go away or think that um you're angry or weird or it's yeah it's kind of like you're pretending to be someone else but it's not because you're trying to be fake it's because if you, you're trying to cope and function. yes you're trying to cope and function and fit into what everybody else thinks is okay i probably i'm okay at doing it to a degree like if i think about myself i was a really good model student at school but obviously, it was mm. exhausting because when I got home, I'd be really like mean to my sisters, or I'd tell them to go away. I think I was looking back; I think I was really overstimulated, and I needed quiet time. And I didn't get that at home, so I would lock myself in the room or be nasty. So my sisters would leave me alone. And sometimes I wasn't even being yeah. nasty; it was I was just being brutally honest. And they're just tired too. They thought that I was nasty, so I just had no nothing left to be nice anymore or smile. Um, yeah uh,
1: but the other thing too with masking is for me like I don't like the attention so if I'm masking to look like don't stand out as much then I don't get as many people yeah commenting on my behavior or what I'm doing with my body like my stims or anything so I yeah. used to put a mask on you know so that people like you protect. I got yourself. less attention yeah and then then I would feel more calmer because there's less eyes on
0: me yeah kind of like a, a
1: turtle in its shell kind
0: of yeah um, and then sometimes I just wouldn't mask at all and I'd just be whoever the hell I wanted to be I know and everyone That's thought that. I was really nasty or like i get a lot of attention <laughs> from older men because i wore the clothes i wanted to wear. i used to wear outrageous things like like really bright clothing or really dark clothing or black lipstick or i'd have blue yeah. hair i'd
1: cut all my hair if i'd have a mohawk um i just i get remember not masking and my most common thing was are you on drugs <laughs> like are you <laughs> smoking weed and i was like what (laughs) because I was just so like hyper and happy or like just a little bit odd and quirky so Mm. I was like like or they'd be like are you okay sort of thing like I must have seemed I don't even know out of it yeah yeah out of it out of sorts and then so you get when you are are not masking you get those sort of reactions and then you sort of mask more because you're like oh I don't really want that sort of attention
0: yeah, and that's a problem with me too because I didn't mask when I was really overwhelmed. It was mistaken as like a manic episode of bipolar, but it was just being way overstimulated. So yeah, not
1: like, coming down,
0: yeah, soon enough. Yeah, I couldn't wind down. I wasn't stimming enough to relax. I wasn't um, isolating yeah, myself. Yeah, because you're hiding it. So, um, yeah, that's just a problem with masking. Um, it it can be good and it can be quite bad. Try,
1: yeah. So you've got to you kind of to learn, learn how to balance masking. Yeah, <laughs> and
0: um, a lot of people learn to not mask because it can be quite damaging to you if you're masking and yep. masking and masking. It leads to like burnout. So um, like we said, finding a healthy level is probably good because masking too much is damaging masking not enough or
1: identity problems insecurity problems yeah like even
0: creating a whole another alter ego that's really unhealthy yeah it's just something that only you know about but you wouldn't
1: even notice until yeah it's too late you've done
0: something really bad and it can lead to really intense feelings of shame and yeah um you know feeling really split and not living in your integrity or your truth so just finding people that you're comfortable with and that can be mental health professionals like myself and Um, that's the
1: importance of um early intervention for children so that they don't go into that from a young age support programs like johnny
0: where they can meet other children like themselves yeah and they're not um, learning how to do it in healthy ways, learning how to express in healthy ways, all those kinds of things. Um, yeah. This has been part one of volume two of Conversations about ASD. Part two will be uploaded momentarily. This concludes this episode of the Be Light, Shine Bright podcast from Marama Counseling. I'm Pakala Kiara, and I hope you enjoyed listening today. Keep your eyes peeled and your ears ready for more episodes in the future. And remember, be light, shine bright. Until next time.